tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to nerdgasm over the next episode of the Alien Offensive. Engage. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Alien Offensive. Uh, this is our sixth episode, and I think we're starting to kind of hit our groove a little bit here. I have intended to make a Twitter page and some other stuff to try and promote, but I just, I've been so busy with work, I haven't had any chance to do that. But we would like to try and get, like, feedback from people to see, like, what topics they would like to have discussed or interesting, you know, theories on things or, or whatever, stuff like that. Because, you know, it's a little bit tricky to always come up with uh, stuff on our own to talk about. So my name is Mark Ademus. Uh, you probably know me from the Sports Offensive, as well as the two people I got with me. I got JP. Thank you very much, there, Mark Ademus. <laughs> and about to get my nerdgasm on for the first time here on the show. Yeah, I got You know, it, it, it got a little bit of time in between uh, sports uh, this today, so it's a good time to to uh, reflect on the geekdom. And also have Nate, who's been on I think every episode except for one uh, previously, and uh, back in the house <coughs> also from the offensive. What's up, guys? Uh, happy to be back on here. Uh, it's exciting to have JP with us today. A little, uh, maybe a little sort of layman's perspective on things, and uh, give us a different side and a different look at uh, science fiction. True. Although yeah. I don't think you're not like I don't. I wouldn't say JP's like not a science fiction fan. I just no. think probably just not on quite the obsessive level that we get. Yeah, yeah right. I'm definitely not the obsessive <laughs> level that you guys are. Now, Star Trek, the next generation, and, and all the Star Treks, I, I was always into growing up. So I can say that. Well, and you know that uh, the new... Um, well, somebody knocking on the door. I don't know. Maybe my bat lift will have to taste blood today. No worries, I can edit that out. Um, that was interesting, though. Uh, hey, but trying to get, got to get the vote out, got to get the vote out. Uh, so we are going to cover today. Uh, so I mean, I know you know probably people are like, hey, you're always talking Star Wars, and we we'll probably always will. Uh, there's a new announcement on a new show. Uh, I don't know if the name of it is the The Mandalorian or if it's just about The Mandalorian. Uh, that is the new show. We're going to talk about all we know about that show, kind of give our perspective on that. Uh, we're also going to talk about kind of the state of Star Wars fandom, which is a little odd lately um, with some stuff that's been going on. So just kind of review that. Uh, we're also going to review a, a science fiction thing kind of come to life, and hopefully a lot more of those are coming because I know, I don't know about you guys, but I want my teleporter so that I can go home 
to see, you know, the family for dinner, go down to a buddy's and have a couple of drinks and, you know, never have to drink and drive. But Beam me up, Marcus. <laughs> you, you, you know the asshole who creates yeah. that's going to make it cost like $8 billion to go anywhere. Um, try on the – does this one work? Or how, does, how do I turn that up? I don't know how you turn that up. Um, I'm not sure. Well, you just turned me way up. Okay. <laughs> well, there we go. Now are you louder now? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So now, which one? Are, which one am I? Oh, is that you? Oh. That's you. Yeah. So this one's me. So I went. Okay. There you go. That's one. That, that one. So that one's you. That one's me. Got it. We're backwards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We are really together here on yeah. the show. <laughs> and uh, we're also going to do uh, another one of our lists. We like to do. We're going to do a top ten non-human characters. And I don't know about you. I didn't. We didn't really specify this, but I did both like specific characters and broad like species characters. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. Cool. Yep. So just can't be a standard human. Correct. But humanoids are allowed, just not Correct. standard humans. Just not standard humans. Cool. Yep. Okay. Excellent. And it's just coolest, right? I mean, is that basically what we're... Yeah, just like your favorite. Your favorite. Just like okay. thing or ones you really like, I Kay. guess. You know? All right. Uh, I'm going to have one that's probably going to shock some people, but uh, uh, that's part of the interesting part about doing this. Is it the chick with three tits? <laughs> oh, oh, no, I thought she was human. Oh, she just <laughs> had a mutation? Yeah, I thought she was just, yeah, just a yeah, mutant. okay. But there is that. There's <laughs> apparently that, that's going on in the fashion world, right? There was that Maribel was showing us that that picture, like the you know, had girl the had third. cleavage of a third, bo- yeah. third boob. Yep. And it's like, you know what? No, that's not. That's, you don't want two sets of cleavage. You want the one cleavage in the middle. That's like, that yeah. ruins it, having the third <laughs> tit. Although I, I, it didn't look bad in the in that movie. Um I tell you what, I, curious. I I got two hands on. Well, I got. You know, <laughs> that's exactly. I don't know about you guys. That's true. And you that big a, pie <laughs> hole in the middle. You, you can make use. You can make use of all three. But uh, and also the girl who was the three boobed lady in the remake of Total Recall. Man, was she hot. She was much harder than the one in the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. So do you think that was all three fakies, or did she have like two real ones and a fakey put in? I would guess a. Th- all fake would be easier. Yeah. Like That's find a very low cleavage woman and then put on a, a prosthetic. Yeah. That sounds the easiest from a, from a, like if you think about a makeup artist standpoint, yeah. it sounds the easiest. Gotta easiest try and to make recreate. it blend with the other ones yeah. and have the same. Sure. You know, you know like if the, if the two outside ones had different shape, what yeah. shape do you make the middle one? You know. Ooh, I think Daisy Daisy Ridley would look good with a nice triple rack. She look good. Look, she look good with a rack. Period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, we're being a little. Uh, you know. Creepy, but uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, she she is so pretty, but she just she is she's like got the uber athletic body, and it's like she doesn't look bad in her scenes or anything like that. But you just like man, when she's you know nude, she'd be like you'd be like man, whoa, <laughs> you know, there's nothing there. So, but uh, hey, she's still a good actress. We're not ripping on her on her acting skills. Uh, she's one of the few people that I think in the new Star Wars doesn't screw her stuff up all the time, even though the character is pretty stupid. Um, so start with the Star Wars live action show coming to TV and I'm with you, JP. I loved Star Trek, the next generation, by the way, uh, Captain Picard's coming back on some show. I don't know if it's on discovery or a new show, but it's uh, not going to be Patrick Stewart's coming back as Jean-Luc Picard. No. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and he's old. He's getting old now. He, he so. is getting old. He's made guest appearances on all kinds of sitcoms yeah. throughout the uh, last couple of years since TNG, uh, um, stopped is producing shows. Is he right. Sir Neil Patrick Stewart now? Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. I think so. he is knighted. Yeah. Yep. Guy's a badass. Yeah. I mean. he, he is. He was, he's my favorite captain. I know people love Kirk, and Kirk's fine, but I'm not as impressed with the brash hothead as I am, like, the extremely powerful, cultured, you know, leader that Picard is. I'm trying is. to think. Was that, I get him and Ben Kingsley mixed up. Well, they do look similar. I saw a movie recently and they were basically the premise of it was they were trying to take the guy's brain and his consciousness and transport it to a, a younger body selfless or self selfless i think I is think what it was called i think that was kingsley okay i think yeah the actually most recent movie i know pretty pretty entertaining movie was it I, good yeah i mean it was worth a watch the most recent movie yeah. i know with john uh, with uh, not john Lee, i shouldn't call him that with patrick stewart um I think that was Ben Kingsley. Green Room. Oh. It's kind of a horror film, but I never saw mm-hmm. it. Is that the one with the cannibals? I, I haven't seen it. I, I just know that, that was he was in like a creepy horror film. Hmm. But anyway, um, so this new show is going to be 
written and executive produced by John Favreau. So you know he was in Sling, uh, Sing, uh, Swinger. Well, he's part of the Marvel universe. He is right, and he was mm-hmm. also he was in uh, he's in Solo, a Star Wars story. He's the four-legged guy in the early part. He just does a voice, the you know motion capture thing. He's also in uh, Rogue One. I guess I don't know if he's in Rogue oh One. Oh no, I'm thinking of a different guy. Never mind. You think of the guy from from Heroes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's his name? They had him on the podcast I listened to. I don't know. Um, so he's not going to actually direct any of them or be in them. Right. He's just going to executive produce along with Kathleen Kennedy and, like, four other people, uh, the standard, you know, kind of Star Wars executive producers. So the director of the first episode is going to be Dave Filoni. And Dave Filoni is the guy that, like, um, I think he did Rebels. And then I think he was, like, a big-time, like, story director for The Clone Wars. So he's pretty well respected in the Star Wars circles as no, you know, being making stuff that fans like mm-hmm. and felt like made sense and stuff. And a lot of people were like, "No, too bad he's not directing the movies or whatever, or writing the movies because be, they'd be better." So he's going to be uh, directing the first episode. But there's a number of people directing episodes from a lot of like sci-fi, other stuff that you'll show. I didn't write them all down, but fairly, you know, like a lot of sci-fi movies that have come out recently. It's one of those, you know, those directors are are mostly on board to do an episode or, t- or more. So live action has been described uh, or been hinted at since George Lucas did it after this Lord, uh, Revenge of the Sith came out. And they talked about it was going to be the underworld. You know, it was going to be in the underbelly of the of the galaxy and stuff mm-hmm. between A New Hope and um, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. but between, between the old and the, the prequel and the, and the original trilogy. And this one now I think is going to take place three years, I think they said, after the – End of the Empire, so the second Death Star blowing up. Mm-hmm. That's the it's three years after that. Return of the Jedi, basically. What's that? After Return of the Jedi. Yeah, three yeah. years after that is now basically where when it's taking place before Force Awakens. It, yeah, because it said it was. Uh, well, he said just three years after. Okay. And then they said it was much more geared towards like the older one, and Mandalorian. So anybody who doesn't know Mandalorian, uh, Boba Fett and Jango Fett wear Mandalorian armor. I actually didn't know this before, but apparently they aren't from Mandalore, and they may not be Mandalorian in any way. They just have the armor, and, you know, it's badass-looking and conveyed a message or whatever. So what I was reading was that I I didn't watch a lot of the Clone Wars TV show, but apparently in there there was a lot of stuff about the Mandalorians, and that the Empire, I guess, like, there was, like, a... They got, like, taken over. They had a civil war banish some people to a moon, and then Darth Maul's syndic- crime syndicate that's kind of hinted at at the end of uh, the Solo movie takes over that planet, and then when the Empire takes over, it takes over them. And so that Mandalore was basically controlled by the Empire. But they're like a race of soldiers, aren't they, kind of? Aren't they really like... Er- yeah, like fearsome yeah. gunslinging types. Yep. And I guess this movie's going to be a Mandalorian armored guy, but not necessarily a Mandalorian. I actually didn't say a guy either. Maybe it could be a girl. Uh, but like a gun for hire. Got it. And that's kind of the premise so far. So a bounty hunter maybe or a mercenary type. Yeah, just gun for hire of any kind, I guess. Mm. So yeah, there's, you know, there the Mandalorian lore, <laughs> if those two go together. Um, it's funny because if you're just kind of a – rainy day Star Wars fan and you just really have enjoyed the movies and didn't really kind of take it much beyond that, you probably don't know much about The Mandalorian, right? Because it's... No. And I'm guessing, or I'm wondering, did they pick that? Because that way, people who are just casual fans will be like, oh, Boba Fett or Jango Fett. And they'll be like, oh, I wonder what that, what's going on with these guys. And not realizing there's like no connection or anything. Right. So, but I think that I think they're doing a nice two-pronged approach. Get the nostalgia fans who just remember Boba Fett, who is so popular, and then get the people who follow it more and know the Mandalorians, which are also very popular. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i okay with it. I, I don't necessarily love the premise, but I don't know what it's going to really be about. So if it's really just about gun for hire in the underworld and stuff like that, you know, could be good. I mean, depends Favreau's on a good writer. Depends on who the Mandalorian is. Right, right. But, you know, Favreau did uh, Iron Man 1 and 2. Which I thought Iron Man one is one of, still one of my favorite 
um, superhero movies. Period. Yeah. Um, such a good story, and it, yep. and it came. It, it fit. It was so well done. You know, so came together so well with being, you know, light and humorous, but also being action and adventure, and also being, you know, mm-hmm. deep. And you know, it was, it was it was a good movie. So. I, I I hope he does well with it. I've obviously not been a real big fan of a lot of the stuff that Disney's put out, so love to see him, you know, kind of crush it with this. I know that you're kind of optimistic about JJ crushing Episode Nine, and I sure hope so. Shh. Don't tell everybody that that I'm optimistic, though. <laughs> I want to keep that on the DL. That's on like two of the past episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, what do you What do you think? You think this will be a good? Is this a Is this a good place to start a story? Yeah, I think so. I think it's far enough away from the original trilogy, but it still gives you some recognition if you're a hardcore fan, you know, and for the new people, it's, you know, it's a new story, you know. The Star Wars legacy can kind of carry on, but it's separate from what's happened, and, you know, it's something new and exciting to kind of another universe to delve into, and I think it's kind of... I think it's a good idea. It just has to be done correctly, you know. I mean, execution is everything, right? Yeah, yeah. I for me, I just want to make them get the feel right, and so, yeah, the feel is important. Yeah, I agree. I like setting the stage, right? That just that Star Wars feel, man. Yeah, yeah. It's I just want to have it like when I was I was watching like the the honest trailer for Return of the Jedi and some of the, the goofy trailers related, like. You know, instead of what the movie shows you in the trailer, like tells you what really happens in it and stuff, and makes fun of it, kind of like Red Letter Media does their things. Mm-hmm. And it was the one for Return of the Jedi. And you know, you're watching it and you're like, you know what? It was really goofy, but it didn't matter because the stuff you liked was so cool that you you didn't matter about that stuff. And I think about now, and it's like they don't get either part right. They don't get it get an engrossing movie, and they don't make it goofy and fun. They like try to make it jokey and gimmicky and then no no real story you know i mean mm-hmm. just such so unmemorable yeah the story is obviously the biggest part for me and that's what seems to have suffered with the way they've you know the way they've taken it so hopefully this is kind of a fresh approach to something more outside the box and gives right. them a chance to get some new you know some new star wars fans so so jp tell me this so you've seen how many star wars have you seen movies i've seen the original ones i've seen a little bit here and there of the newer ones that have come out okay um i'm an i'm an original guy is, is yeah. really what it is did you see the second trilogy or no i did not yeah. and you know my question to you guys is how do you feel about disney um putting all this on and and streaming it through the disney source and so on and so forth well tell me this real quick before we get into that so you see this picture what does that say to you as a casual fan as a casual fan, I recognize that picture. Um, I don't know much about the picture, but I recognize it. And I think that's what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Is you, you know, that's what Boba Fett looked like. Right. It's actually closer to what Jango Fett looks like, which are, who's in the original trilogy, and is like I guess you would say he's his father, except that they're not. He's not his son. It's a clone, right? right? right. So it's, it's it's the same person, but it's the same design. Right. The helmet, and this helmet actually is even more closely resembling. The one of I think her name is Savi in the Rebels cartoon, which Who's you, or animation she is Mandalorian, yeah. And if you haven't seen Rebels uh, and you are a Star Wars fan, I really recommend it. It's the one thing that Disney's done that I think was well. I like Rogue One, Rogue One too, but this was Rebels is really well done. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would say is the very last episode. Just there's one part of it that you're probably not gonna like, and I didn't like it because it did something in Star Wars. I don't think it should be in Star Wars, but other than that. Gotcha. The story is really cool. Like, it's really engrossing. I, like, enjoy the characters mm-hmm. and everything, which the new movies, I don't care about anybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the whole problem. Uh, but, so, yeah, so I, I, I what, and folks, I was just showing JP a picture of the Mandalorian that you, you'll you see on the internet everywhere you go. It was kind of the release photo they had yeah. where it's a, a person in Mandalorian armor and it looks like a gun for hire. Uh, and, yeah, it, it sparks your nostalgia because you recognize it. Yeah. So that'll get you to watch. We watch it because we want to know more about Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially, like, I love that video game Empire at War. So I've loved Mandalorians ever since that video game, mm-hmm. um, which is a game, if you haven't played it, it's like Risk on the computer, like that kind of level of, of building ships and stuff like that, kind of like Sins mm-hmm. of the Empire or, or what other games like that. So anyway, um, you were talking about the streaming. Mm-hmm. So Disney has said 
it will be significantly less expensive than Netflix gotcha. as like a selling point. Okay. So Netflix is eleven dollars an hour, right, or a month? I think that's what I pay. Mm. Maybe it's maybe I maybe I only pay ten. I, I, I was pay I like been eight or nine ninety nine, something like that. I thought, but maybe so maybe that's right. what I pay then. Yeah. Maybe it's nine ninety nine. Yeah. I I can't ever remember. I I've been a member. I've been in I've been a uh, subscriber for since gosh seven years. Started, yeah, yeah. Since it became a streaming service, I love the idea of a streaming. Plus, when it first came out, remember Netflix had everything. Had all the TV shows when it first came out, and now they've been pilfered. Yeah, you know, like Hulu's yeah. taken a lot of them away. It's always something in Philadelphia and uh, the League. Those two alone are the only reason I have Hulu. Mm. Well, that and Seinfeld. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, you can always have Seinfeld, like you know, on a on a saved hard drive and stuff. But there's something about watch. I don't know streaming. It's more. F- I don't know why it's more fun. Same reason it's more fun to see a movie on TV. Sure. Than one that you have on your media player. Right. You know. So. All right. Uh, what price do you think would be worth it? Now, this should have all Disney stuff. So it should have all the Disney, right, the Disney animations and Disney yeah. cartoons. It should have the Disney TV shows. I it should have the Star Wars, and it should have Marvel. I need, like, a frame of reference, I guess. Like, what a t- what other types of service are similar to this, and what do they offer? But, like, to me, I mean, what, a couple bucks an episode? Or is that ridiculous? I mean, I don't. I would not go probably above five, maybe five. I'd have to be convinced that there's enough content. I mean, yeah, you can be like, oh, all the Marvel movies are on there. Well, I've got all the Marvel movies already. Mm. It's all the Star Wars movies. I've got the Star Wars movies I want. You know, so what else am I getting? Okay, so I see what you're saying. So it's not going to just be the Mandalorian. There's going to be other things on this streaming service. Everything Disney will be on there. Okay. It's Disney's it. streamer. Oh. But so. they're going to take all their stuff off all other channels. Mm-hmm. Right. So Netflix won't have any more Star Wars stuff on it or mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that they don't have a big enough library, mm-hmm. but is it stuff, is there enough new stuff that would make you want to pay for it? Boy, I don't know. No. It, this sounds is like it? something that people with children would really look at as a, D- a Disney streaming service. See that so I could totally see. That that's what it because when you when yeah. I saw that when you guys started talking about it, I'm like, I'm like, it seems like people with kids would want. Yeah, really I mean want that's service. that's definitely I think probably more what it's geared towards, right? Is you know showing the Lion King yeah. and Aladdin and all those classic Disney movies. I and think their hope is to capture the, the kid and market and then yeah. also capture the sci-fi. No, but this the, yeah right. You know. This gives them a foot to the right. you know to the young adult slash. And especially if they're pulling everything off of Netflix and everything else, and they're only right. having their own show. And you think yeah. about how many shows Netflix is making now. Yeah. Well, Disney's a you know multi bazillion dollar company. I yeah. mean, they can make unbelievable numbers. Oh, of shows. it's one. Of, it's got to be one of the top five or ten companies in the country, doesn't it? World, I would yeah. guess. Yeah. Most rich, yeah. yeah. I think Apple's the richest in the world, but Disney's got to be up there. Yeah, I mean, they got to be. They ju- I mean, they just tried to buy Fox for like twenty billion dollars. Yeah, they oh, they did buy Fox. And that way, you know what? I think people think that they try to get them to like expand their like empire, or whatever. But I think it was actually buying Fox. I think they spent all that money to get the the original trilogy of Star Wars because mm. that was still under the merch or the Distribution distribution rights of Fox. Fox, yeah. So I think that's why they were trying to get it. Plus, if you get Fox, then I think you get rid of, or you don't get rid of necessarily, but you you own the other part of the Marvel Universe. Because I think Fox has like the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, maybe. Hmm. So I think that that might, you know, bring them all over. Yeah, now they can do whatever. You know, we were talking about the dude from American Horror Story. Just popped into my head. He's Quicksilver in the movie. He sure is. Yeah, he's a good actor, dude. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah, he is. I yeah. mean, even though he's like kind of like annoying. He's a little typecast. Like the like the character that he plays in that X Men movie, uh, Quicksilver, is kind of like seems same like, guy from the cult. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of similar. What you to do, the, man? What yeah. you do? You know? Yeah, he's the. <laughs> but that's that's interesting that he's uh, it just it just popped into my head that he worked. He was in that. Uh. He is a good actor, though. So I guess we'll see if it's we'll see if it's a hit. I I think about CBS. They they did their all access thing. So I I purchased that to try and watch something on sports. I don't know if it was a Broncos game or what. And I couldn't get it because I didn't have my satellite or my antenna doesn't pick up the signal. And so I was like desperate to watch it. And I was like, oh, I'll do the CBS all access, and then you get a free week 
to decide, and then I'll just cancel it, you know, to watch their sports network, the CBS Sports Network, I think it's called. Apparently, CBS All Access, you don't get that. I'm like, (laughs) how how does an All Access streaming service not include everything that you have? All Access, but this. But, yeah, exactly, but this. And... Um, you shouldn't be able to call it all access. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you crazy? And I can't even remember how much that is. I want to say it's like $10 a month. But I think, you know, they're going to find the same problem like with Discovery, Star Trek Discovery. People just wait until it's over, yeah. and then it shows up online somewhere, and you, you download it on the torrent, and now you've got it. So, but I guess, I don't know. It gets you some subscribers, right? I mean, if it gets you, if it gets you $5 million, Yeah, well... I mean, think about it again. It's that instant gratification thing, you know. As soon as it's out, people are going to want to be able to see it, right? Right. And Talk especially about the it, Star Wars board fans. Yeah. So they're going to pay. You know, yeah. Those, those, those people are going to pony up for sure. So I don't think I will. No. I'm not going to be – unless I – you know, maybe after a while if I hear things about it and it's like, hey, man, have you watched the – you know the Mandalorian show on uh, on the Disney deal. It's freaking cool. Or if it know? lets us do it, I get me, you, and two other people. We all pony up, you know, two dollars each and get a subscription, and we just all watch it on our at our houses. Sure. But you know, do they let you do multiple streams, or do yeah. they? Yeah. Let you I do mean, in this IP day and addresses? age, when you know access to an episode is so easily achieved, you know, I think yep. I'm willing to wait and see what kind of reviews are done, you know, and, like, what's said about it. and You know, I, I'm not going to put any effort into something until I know it might be decent. Right, yeah. right. I One of the few things streaming or, you know, well, I have a lot of streaming services, but one of the few, like, extra package things that I think are really worth $10 a month is the Red Zone channel. Mm-hmm. If you like fantasy sports, the Red Zone channel for fantasy football is unbelievable. What a scam, though. So I had, you know, when that whole NFL thing kind of went down with DirecTV, they had just NFL Ticket is what it was called, right? right. I don't know if they Sunday still ticket, call it, yeah. right? I don't know if that's still called that. But, you know, you get every single game. Um, and then, you know, after a few years of doing that, they came out with this Red Zone channel. And I remember – I so I've had DirecTV for as long as I can remember. We We had that for the first year. You know, and it was, like, included. So I didn't have to pay for any NFL ticket. I didn't have to pay for any red zone or anything like that. But then the next year, I watched the first week, and I had it, and then I didn't have it the next week. (laughs) And I called them, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, really, I just really want the red zone channel. (laughs) And this was this last past year. And they're like, oh, well, we broke it into different packages now, so you can't get just the red zone. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you have to have like the NFL ticket and the red zone and the. And it used to be called zone. Super Fan. They have it's like the Fan Zone now. I think is what the guy called oh, it. Oh, boo! I was like, dude, you what a ripoff! I remember it was like two hundred and sixty bucks one year that I when I when I had it, and it didn't have H. It only had like two games in HD. Yeah. Everything else was in mm-hmm. standard definition, and you had to pay for the HD games. Oh my god! And you're like, how, how? Who even has a standard definition TV anymore? <laughs> well, I don't. I don't even know. Do they do even standard definition signals anymore? On, on oh yeah, TV? they definitely do because what Directv charges you for HD service. Yes. Oh my goodness! Of yeah. course, that, that's one of the reasons I got I got rid of nickel Direct and TV. diamond, baby. That, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm Sling TV, and I do have the Xfinity Xfinity streaming, the basic package, because only because I wanted the networks. And to get networks with on a streaming ser- or on a on a online TV, you had to get PlayStation View, which is more expensive. Sling yeah. gets me everything I need, and then I get the Xfinity thing. Actually, caused my sixty dollar or seventy eighty dollar uh, should be modem bill dropped all the way down to forty nine dollars a month because for two years by taking the streaming thing. And I'm like, so you're charging me less money for giving me more stuff, <laughs> so. I was like, sweet, we'll do that. And it gives me the network channels, which is all I really care about. Um, there's a few other channels on the, the Xfinity, but th- th- that's the big thing is just those. I don't get the local sports channels, root or altitude, which is frustrating. But, you know. Especially the last couple of days. <laughs> I couldn't even find the game. It wasn't even on TV on Monday. What game? The Rockies game. Monday. What time was it on Monday? The play-in game. Now it was on at like. Oh, against the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that game. Or was it the? It was second? on Fox Sports. I'm 1. sorry. Was it the Brewers game the next day? Maybe then, that wasn't on TV. 
No, the Brewers game was the same day. That was on ESPN. Okay. I watched them both. I think you're thinking of the Sunday game. That was on AT&T Sportsnet. Hmm. Oh, the, the Rockies game on Sunday before the no, playoffs? No, it was a playoff game. I couldn't watch it on the and then they're on app on here. Oh, the app doesn't oh. work anymore for the playoffs. Oh. That was a regular season game. That's why you could watch that one, the play-in game. Oh. Uh, yeah, the got it, got it, it. it's a 20 it's $25 for the postseason. Okay. And one the one channel I don't get is MLB Network. Yeah. And it used to be on Sling. I don't know when they had a, they must have a disagreement cuz Sling is from Dish. Yeah. Yeah, so I just went down to basic service on my uh, direct TV as well. So I don't have ESPN or anything like that anymore, but I still have an NFL Network. Oh, NFL Network is like on every package now. Yeah. Yeah, the, the NFL's trying to, you know, saturate. Well, yeah, you know. which is good. I can at least watch the games, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, and then I uh I do ESPN because I have uh Chavez's you know, password and thing for his thing, so I just do the watch ESPN app. Mm-hmm. So I have those two Netflix, Hulu and Amazon. So, I mean, I really have a lot of stuff (laughs) coming through streaming, and I don't really feel like adding Disney, so we'll see. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, you know what I was going to say? Another thing that's kind of interesting is whenever you see, like, portrayal of nerds or Star Wars fans or Star Trek fans and stuff like that, you notice how it's always the scrawny, you know, straggly nerds with that that hate sports, like that caricature? Isn't that weird? Everybody I know who likes Star Wars likes sports, except for, like, two people. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's more the geek, I guess, than the nerd, right? Is yeah. The geek. Yeah, and geeks and nerds are not the same no. thing. Geeks are all kinds of people. Yeah. And then especially, like, nerds now, it's like, most nerds are nerd chic, right? They're not even actually nerds anymore. They're, like, playing off nerd Pret- to try and, Pretentious like, nerds, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, just like the way that, like, every hot girl on Instagram now loves Star Wars. And you're like, uh-huh, sure <laughs> you do. Yeah, because in high school, you girls all loved Star Wars, yeah. you know, <laughs> Bec- but because it became trendy, you know, came into f- into fad, you know. So uh, anything else about that show? Mm. No, I think that's everything about the show. So just kind of the general state of fandom in Star Wars. First of all, Kathleen Kennedy, who is the I, I th- president or CEO of, of Lucasfilm, the, the buck stops there. For Lucasfilm, I think. So she got an extension for three years. So a lot of people aren't happy based on their opinions of some of the material that's come out. Well, yeah. But now I got a, I got into a conversation with a person on, I think it was a Facebook page, and he said that he's seen evidence that she actually didn't want what they've put out. Like she tried hard to push for like Lucas's kind of ideas, mm. and that Disney said to her, no, that's not an option. We want it done this way. Well, then maybe she's a yes man, you know? Well, I think it was either either go along or lose your job. Yeah, Disney was... And you don't want to lose that job. I mean, damn, president of Lucasfilm, whatever it is, that's big money, big prestige, and big power, you know? Um, But that they're saying, like, Disney was the one, like, no, we're going to push the superhuman female character, and we're going to make the female leads. father... All righty. <laughs> you should do the no from uh, Phantom Menace or from Sith. Uh, so I, I, I'm i interested to see if that's possibly true because I do want – I've wondered many times how the stories are getting past her when she was there for like That's what four it is. It's a yes man, you know. They, she just does what they tell her to do. and Yeah. That, I mean, I would actually quit rather than do that. If that was the case, yeah, I'd be like, no, man, I'm not putting my name all over this if it's garbage, and this is garbage. Sure. And I don't understand. Wh- I still understand why they're making garbage when they don't have to. It's like you get the easiest fan base in the world to make happy, which leads into. A I sec- think they're making garbage because they're being impatient. Maybe I think they're trying to just crank shit out <laughs> and make money. You know, like a good right. story takes time to develop. You know, and you need to bring in some quality writers, and you know, you can't just read the story once and be like, ah, that might work. I mean, it's something you got to pick apart, you know, and edit and re-edit and rehash. But what's weird is Marvel did do that. Marvel's had this huge cinematic universe phase one, two, three, and four. look how successful they've been. Right. Yeah. So why wouldn't Disney do that with Lucasfilm? It's the same company. Well, you know, it wasn't their idea. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Who knows? It just blows me away. Like how – I just can't believe that anyone read that script – 
for Force Awakens, bad enough, but for Last Jedi, how do you read that and you and you let that go through? You should be like, well, this doesn't make any sense. We're not we're not making this. You got to change, do this all over, completely redo this. And I will say, we talked about this before, at least on one or two shows, about we can come up with something a lot better just off the top of our heads that would be more interesting than what they've done. Yeah, it was amazing. I was reading a thread underneath a YouTube video underneath that uh, honest trailer for the Last Jedi. And there must have been 50 or 60 people in a row who put out like a three sentence of what they thought it should be got on a chain, right? Everybody yeah. came up with a different idea. They were all awesome and all so much better than what we've gotten. And you're like, how could these people who all are fans that have been making these movies forever couldn't figure this stuff out? Like wh- some of the cool ones I heard, just the ones that I can kind of remember, was, nuts. you know, how about one where Leia is trying desperately hard to to hold the galaxy, the new Republic together from splintering into a civil war again, you know? There's kind of an interesting plot point. Oh, yeah. Or Leia and Luke are running the Jedi Academy, and they together try to stop Kylo from, from turning. Or, you know, Snoke comes in and takes over the Empire and makes him a force again. Or any of, it's like any of this stuff would have been more or interesting. Or do a flashback, you know, episode where Snoke, where did he come from and how did he kind of come to power? And, right. You know, what's his or, background? Or they even said, what about just, um, oh, shoot, it jumped out of my head. So, yeah, damn it. Um, just, just a lot of opportunity kind of blown away, I feel. Yeah, like. just, it was like. It, but all in the How name of the dollar. How none of these things become an idea? All of the name, all in the name of the dollar. <laughs> but it's just well, so it's still weird because you feel like you could have created these things in like, you could have done a, a a writing session in twenty hours with like three fans and come up with something cool. <laughs> so you know, from from what I hear, because I mean, we've done our the sports offensive now for three years, three plus years. You know, it, it seems because the way you guys are talking, it, this makes a lot of sense to me. It, every time I turn around, I see you talking about another Star Wars coming out or another episode or another version. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's just getting pumped out nonstop. And yeah. I mean, how long was it before we had the first Star Wars until <laughs> we ever made another Star Wars? Right. There used to be a lot of break in them. Yeah. But, but again, to the point of the, MF, of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe for Marvel comic superheroes, they've been releasing two to three movies a year yeah. for... How many years? Yeah, but the twelve. The difference is the quality. Well, no, but what I'm saying is that it's not a saturation thing; it's a crap thing. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. You can put out volumes and volumes and volumes of something good. You can't put out shit of something shitty. You know. And so, I just don't. But like I said, it's just so. It's like I would even think that if I could just go to JP and be like, "What is something kind of interesting about Star Wars you might want to see happen, or or what do you think might happen in the future?" You know. Like or what happened just, in the past. Yeah. yeah. You can be like, oh, I don't know, maybe this, this, or this. Any of that stuff is going to be more logical than what they have actually done. It's like they tried so hard to do nothing that anyone has ever thought of that they forgot the fact that, that they actually aren't telling a story. But we'll see what well, happens in Give in it 20 December years. They'll, get, year. they'll want to do a reboot of the, you know, 7, 8, 9 probably. Who knows? Or the whole thing. The even. whole thing yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah. Or or they just leave well enough alone, yeah. please, and just you know. Yeah. But anyway, that that is what it is. Uh, so the other thing that's kind of interesting that came out with Star Wars is Morton Bay, who I guess is a grad student or even a teacher or something like that at USC. So he came out with a paper, and his paper claimed that just like kind of in the election with all the stuff that was on Facebook and message boards and everything, that all the all the the chaos and the hatred and the, all that kind of stuff was Russian bots, right, that were trying to cause discord. Well, they say he says that they saw this issue and thought that they could jump on this one and make it political and cause the same kind of dissension and anger uh, with Star Wars fans about The Last Jedi. <coughs> and he said that this is proof that the unhappy fans are a tiny minority. Hmm. So, I mean, Solo's movie failed. And it was not nearly as bad as the Force or, or as Last Jedi. I feel like that's a harsh word, though. Well, it lost money. Losing money as a Star Wars okay. film is considered a massive failure no. because they've never made less than like a billion dollars. But I thought it did make a billion. No, I mean, but but remember, you know, the, each week the theater gets more and more percentage of the money. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, is it was its worldwide gross high? Yeah, I think it g- came close to a billion. But in terms of profitability. 
with what they spent on marketing and compared production, to, compared to they the lost other money. Ones. No, they they spent more on marketing and production of the movie than they actually got in proceeds from the film. Yeah. So Disney lost money on the Star Wars. Okay, well then I would say that's a failure. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's why they were yeah. saying it's a failure. Sure. And so, you know, and, and that I, I just think it's amazing that that happens, and yet they go out of their way to say it's anything but fans were pissed off and you pissed off the real fans and when i say by real fans i don't mean that not everyone has to be the same kind of a fan what i'm saying by real fan is a real fan is a person that is so in love with the with whatever the franchise is that they're going to go see things multiple times well and you know what fan is short for right fanatic right exactly so are you know you and i i'm guessing would have gone to see a new Star Wars if it was good a whole bunch of times in the theater. And, in fact, Star Wars The Force Awakens, I did see it a number of times in the theater. Once, well, I was so optimistic I had two tickets for the first two nights. So I obviously went opening night and then went the next day. But then I went home, and my dad and brother wanted to see it, and then my sister came up with her kids, and they wanted to see it. So, And then a friend later on when I came home wanted to see it. So, And then also my work went to go see it. Yeah. So I only bought I mean, two tickets, Force but Awa- I saw it like seven <laughs> times. After I watched it, I was like, Meh. <laughs> I was like, it was uh, cool you know? and exciting, but the, but it, but not memorable. Well, I I felt like I was watching Star Wars all over again, well, sure. which was you know you the were sa- the safe the route, soft re- right? reboot. Yeah, the soft reboot. Where it's not a really reboot, but you know somehow a planet that sucks up the sun and doesn't kill everything on board. Uh, just uh, so many dumb ideas. And an orphan on the planet. And right, the replaying and yeah, the the, the wise old Jedi or well that didn't actually happen, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, yes. yeah, yeah. That was, uh, but at least it was fun, you know. If nothing else, if I was, j- if you were just watching it as a, you know, fun game, that's amazing. Texas won by three. Uh, yeah, I just, I just don't understand. Like, like the Last Jedi, so boring. How do you make a Star Wars movie so boring and so inconsequential? Yeah, eh, we've talked about that all yeah. the time. It just. Well, Beating Blows a dead horse there, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So, yeah, so Marcus, tell us about this real-life, uh, what do you want to call it, a ray gun, a laser gun? Uh, yeah, they're calling it. They just said it was a ray gun. I think it's a laser, but it's sci-fi come to life, I guess. It's, it's invisible, so you don't see it like you do in, like, Star Wars or Star Trek. You wouldn't see the beam, but it's just a beam of heat, and it goes up to, like, two or three kilometers away. And I guess it paints a spot on the fuselage of a plane, or the f- or, or the fuselage, or either the or the fuel tanks, and creates enough heat to cause combustion. And so that's like the new weapon that the military has to destroy enemy planes and craft by just making them explode from the heat from the laser. So, you know, it's not quite the same thing as a laser beam, maybe, or the lasers that we kind of see in Star Wars or Star Trek, which maybe those are plasma beams. It's kind of been argued that maybe that was the kind of technology you would use. But maybe this is the same idea. I mean, maybe that's what's happening in Star Wars. When they shoot him with the laser and it blows up, maybe they just heated the thing up so much that eventually it combusted. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? (laughs) Interesting way to take it, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, It's just funny to hear about these real-world scenarios from science fiction movies, you know, with the ray gun and such, so... Cool, kind where's of a cool that, take. Where's that damn teleporter, man? I know it's coming. How man. nice would that be, man? You it's guys coming. come up for the show, <laughs> you know, be like, "Hey, we're gonna do a show tonight." Okay, I'll be there in six seconds. I think it's coming. You know, they can map the human genome. Why can't you just pull it apart and put it back together again? What if it's like that movie Phoenix, and uh, you're an infant when you come out because your brain's oh, man. reconfigured? <laughs> that was a weird. That was pretty good, though. I liked it. Yeah. Of course, if if they could, if, if they actually could figure out how to do that, they could make you smarter, right? By putting your neurons in better position, or like for Alzheimer's patients, imagine if you could pull a person apart, take out all the crap, the plaques and the tangles and stuff, and and then put the brain back together with the neurons connected, and cure that. I mean, how crazy would that be? It's coming. Yeah. Maybe not in our lifetime, but yeah, you never know. You never yeah. know. We're gonna miss all the good stuff yeah. by like ten years. Uh, I, I I like watching the alien or. Uh, uh, ancient Aliens on TV. A ancient lot. Aliens. Oh yeah, that, that guy. guy's great. Man. I, I I like watching some of the stuff, and you know when you see some of the stuff that they have, and you start looking at like uh, the Star Treks or the Star Wars, and just the different things that people 
have made over the years and what they've based off some oh, of yeah. their, their ideas, there's it gets kind of interesting. There's some crazy <laughs> things on the planet that are unexplained. Yeah. I mean, there's some like some old ruins down in South America that you see on that show all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget what they're freaking called. But, uh, I mean, some of the carvings and, and different things that they found are like, how the heck did they do this? You know, like it's like the scale. Yeah. The size of these things. You're like, they didn't have anything. You know, it's like that they, they figured out how to build scaffolding. Really? You know, and yeah. then that then was lost. Then that in, that that ingenuity was lost for 500 years mm-hmm. or, you know, or all these different places, civilizations in different areas of the world, but having the same They've like technology. Same, it's yeah. like, how the hell did you both learn the same thing? Yeah, that's that's one of the things when you when you start looking at it all and you see these just weird occurrences that are strangely similar mm-hmm. on these really remote parts of the world. Well, you, mo- know? you know, what is it? Necessity is the mother of invention, right? People sure. need something and they're able to figure out a technology that help them get that need. You know, well, it's like with global warming, right? Don't you get the, uh, the idea that at some point it's going to be such a profitable thing to do to fix the problem? That some business is going to figure out how to capture carbon and other gases out oh, of the they're atmosphere. They're already figuring it out. Right. But, I yeah. mean, like, they'll, that's how we're going to get to it, though, yeah. is because they're going to be like, oh, there's money involved in it now. Now we can do it. And I think you're right, though. I think I, we can probably figure out. We're eventually going to figure out how to do everything. Yeah. The only thing I – well, the only thing that you wonder about not doing is running out of energy, right? And I read a really cool book, and I don't remember if it was, like, by Philip Dick or if it was a, a different writer – but it was the coolest story about time travel. And I, I, I won't go into the whole thing, but basically I- the way that time travel worked is like you kind of fell through time, but you couldn't necessarily interact with time. You could just watch time. So there was no such thing as like going back in time and stopping someone from being born, but you could go back and watch them be born. So you'd be like a spectator. Anyway, instead of going into the past, they decided to start going into the future. And they kept going through this this ring and every time it took them so much so many times into the future you know and it would keep like going up exponentially so going like way way ahead and in like you know you know billions of years down the line Hmm. and what they would notice because they were looking at it from space so they weren't like getting like an up close view of anything but it was all about energy and how the energy as the as the universe continued to to expand and cool that's energy dissipating right and so what they they had gotten to a point where like they had built you know structures to like cause the last few remaining still burning stars inside these orbs to like suck the energy out and there was like a planet underneath that was still going hmm. and it was just kind of you know like you think about like mother of necessity of or excuse me the mother of in necessity what is it? <laughs> necessity is the mother of invention is that what it is yes <laughs> sorry that was good that was good <laughs> Um, yes, necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. So you know that's a kind of a cool way to to speculate about how that would work with for us. Yep, absolutely. So, but I do think that it'll be really annoying if I find out that they learn how to build organs and fix you from your with your own body parts, uh, like ten years after we're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe maybe it's maybe it's some one of these generations upcoming will be the last generation because they never get old, and they're like, oh, don't have kids. <laughs> We're just we're all gonna stay young and and enjoy right. life forever. So, well, uh, I might be getting a little long winded. Let's uh, let's. N- oh, you want to jump to the last part let's here? Knock out that uh, list and and move on with our day. All right. So we're gonna do our top ten non-human characters. Can be specific characters or species. Mm-hmm. Uh, JP, did you happen to do a list, or did you just want to follow along? I'm going to follow along because I, I know a couple of my favorites of all time. And see if we hit them or not. <laughs> yep. Excellent. All right. Uh, so I'll go with my number 10, and I try not to have too many Star Wars things because I'm such a huge fan. I know. Me um, too. It's hard. Banthas. I love those things, man. The, the little the elephant-looking things that they the sand people ride. I they think it's a cool-looking animal species. Look like it'd be a fun pet, mm-hmm. you know, like a really strong but but cool pet. Um, and so that that's my number ten. I just I, that's that's a species I would love to have as a pet. Hmm. Okay, I like it. Uh, my number ten is Felcor. Now, who is Felcor? Uh, the dragon, the flying dragon from the Neverending Story. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. Right. I didn't even think about him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number nine is uh. So this is one that I thought was going to surprise people, 
for how much I dislike Last Jedi, I love the Porgs. I, oh. I just thought they were awesome. I loved everything. I loved the noise that they made. I thought that the design was cool. Uh, and I, I thought that was about the only part of the Star Wars, that, that movie that felt like Star Wars to me. So. Cool. All right. Uh, I got the uh, Sand People. Oh, the yeah, that's yeah. a good one. The, yeah. wh- what's their... Uh, I know. I'm what are they actually called? Uh, Tusken Raiders. Tusken Raiders, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, number eight for me is E.T. E.T. I was a big fan of his as a kid. All right. Mine, yep. It's more of a mechanical. I got which are the next two for me. This one was the Sentry from The Matrix, those mechanical, like. No, oh, the octopus. Yeah, yeah. Those, like, yeah. Those were dope. How did yeah. those things fly? That's a really know. good question. <laughs> I was going to say they got repulsor lists, but that's Star Wars. Yeah, I don't so. know how they floated. <laughs> Anti-gravity. Have you ever seen that video of those octopus kites? Uh-uh. And they have all those tentacles, these super long tentacles. Uh. They looked exactly like sentinels in a windy day being flown as a oh, kite. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Huh. Uh, so number seven, I got the race of the Klingons from Star Trek. Cool. I've got Terminator. Oh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Dude, especially, if, have you ever seen Terminator Genesis? Where yeah. they go back in time, and then he's got the young, uh, the young uh, Arnold. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. He, I mean, he looks like the yeah. exact same Arnold Schwarzenegger from that first movie. Yeah, it's creepy. It is cool, uh, but very cool character. Nice. Uh, nice. Number six for me is the Vogons race, and if you don't know what the Vogons are, if you uh, read or watch the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, oh yeah. Okay. They're the ones who read poetry and bore people to death, and they're so, like, super bureaucratic, and they're the ones that destroyed the Earth to make a hyperspace lane, mm-hmm. um, the big fat things. So I don't know why, but I've always liked those characters. They're awesome. Well, uh, I, I've got the Klingons at six, who you just had at seven. So, uh, Yeah, great minds think alike. Yep. And, yep. Uh, I mean, I'm sure everyone's favorite uh, – or, how, I mean, do uh, favorite Klingon um, – I mean, I, I would guess for a lot of people it would be Worf yeah. because of the next generation. Mm-hmm. I also think, and I can't think of his name, but the Klingon that was played by Christopher Lloyd in Part 3. Mm. I can't remember his name, but he was a really cool Klingon. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. other one was the two Klingons uh, that were in Gener- is it Generations? I think it's Generations. Is, gener- is that the one where the <laughs> LaForge got kidnapped and then they like hacked into his visor, right? I believe so, yeah. I think, I think so, yeah. I think it's Generations. So, yeah, that is because the, they're the ones that picked up Coffrin. So, or not Coffrin. Uh, who is the white-haired dude? Zeppelin Coffrin is the first contact guy. I don't know. The one that knew Guinan. Anyway, yeah. um, not even sure what we were talking about anymore. Klingon people. <laughs> Going on. Uh, next on my list is the thing, from the thing. Oh yeah, the thing. That's I love that. That's the coolest alien killer I've ever seen. That could is think a of. pretty cool one. Well, not coolest, but a cool one. Uh, my number five is kind of they're two separate ones, but they kind of go hand in hand for me. The rancor and the pit of Sarlacc. <laughs> oh yeah, those are both awesome. <laughs> that was that movie was so cool, dude. I don't care why people what people say. That was a great Especially movie. the first half. Yeah. yeah. The whole Jabba thing yeah, was just great. In fact, he would have been a cool, like, big-time finishing enemy. I didn't enemy. put Jabba on my list. but I, I didn't mean, either. Now I feel bad because yeah, I should have right? put Jabba. Yeah. I still I said it before. I'll say it again. I want a Jabba the Hutt coming to power movie, and I want it done by Quentin Tarantino. Let's just get <laughs> that done. Let's get it done. Uh, number four for me, I'm kind of going to go into a little theme here with scary aliens, uh, is the Predator. Oh, see, I've got him up a little higher. Ah. I have the Sith slash Darth Sidious Darth Maul. Excellent. At four. Yeah, I mean. Now, I know they're the different greatest. races, but they're cool. Like, they're cool. Well, know? but the Sith is kind of a race. I, more, I guess you'd say, like, ra- Sith is a race the way that Judaism is a race, you know? Mm. Like, it may not be a specific ethnicity, but it's a way of life. I think that could be argued. Yeah. yeah. Of course, Palpatine was a human. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Palpatine's a human, I think. Is he? Well, he was he was the senator from Naboo, so I'm guessing yeah. he must be a person, just like Amidala. Yeah. Anyway, um, so then keeping that theme going, number three for me is the Xenomorph, or the alien from Aliens. Oh yeah, the Xenomorph. Okay, uh, I didn't realize that's what it was called. Yeah, the one with the one that has a little mouth that shoots out of its mouth. Absolutely. Well, I've got uh, the Wookie slash Chewbacca. Oh. I can't believe I don't have Wookiees on here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
has a great. That was pretty terrible. There's, a, <laughs> there's a great Facebook. Uh, it's a great that Facebook video, and it's a it's a it's a soda can that has a Chewbacca on it, you know, like a like a uh, like for one of the movies came out, and a person's pushing it with a pin, and it's scraping along the uh, along the <laughs> table. It's going. It's going. It's so awesome. It fits so well. That's good. Um, uh, number two, Vice Admiral Thrawn. My favorite Star Wars book character of all time. And even though he's not being handled quite as well in the series and the shows, but he was in Rebels, and I think he might have even been in Clone Wars. And uh, we're getting new books about him, so he is becoming a lot of canon again. So, hmm. All right. Well, uh, number two for me is an unknown race, but you know him as Yoda. Oh, that's my number one. <laughs> Lo- uh, we I don't know if we'll ever know his race. Probably, I guess it would probably never. I kind of I don't us. know if I want to. Yeah, good point. Yeah, keep it keep it mystery. Yeah, keep it mystery. But yeah, who? How do you not love Yoda? Yep. I mean, the guy is a puppet that became like the most loved character, one of the most loved characters of the whole thing. You yep. know, I mean, did you, as a kid, did it ever even did you even think for a second that he wasn't real? I mean, I mean, like you knew he wasn't real, real, but like, didn't he just come off as completely real? Oh yeah. That was so well done. Frank so Oz crushed well done. it. Yeah, that was awesome. So what's your number one? Predator. Oh, my okay. One, <laughs> which so. I thought was just the coolest ever. You know and what? they're a reboot. I'm, I'm impressed that we only, I think we only had three on copies. I didn't, I didn't cheat. I didn't, didn't look at any, I didn't like look at anything. Oh, gotcha. I yeah. just kind of wrote the list, you know? Yeah. The only one I actually looked up was, I mean, I thought about those ones, the the things from uh, Hitch- Hitch- Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the Vogons, if I'm saying that right, Vogon or Vugan, I'm not sure how you say it, but uh, that one I had to look up because I didn't remember their name. Wait, which one was it? Huh? In what show? Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The super bureaucratic people, mm-hmm. you know. I haven't ever read the books. I need to read the books one day. I've only seen the movie, but the movie was good. has Zoe Deschanel's in it, and, mm. oh, The Hobbit, uh... Martin, <sighs> yeah, from Freeman. Yes, uh, is that what it is? is it? Martin Freeman? I yeah, so. I think so. The guy from he's also from Sherlock. He's, he's also a good from actor. Uh, Fargo. Yes, Fargo. The first season he's, of Fargo. He's good, dude. That's a good. That's a I great still, show. I still, I yeah. That first. I wish I could get into the second one, the way that you did. I the second season of Fargo with Kristen Dunst. Is she the wife? Yeah. yeah. The butcher of Laverne. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, and he, uh, kind of think of it, he's in that, he's, he's the one who's in, in that Black stuff. Mirror. He's in, he's in B- Breaking Bad, too. Oh, yeah. He's the one that shot the kid, right? Yeah. 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 You, have you ever seen Breaking Bad, JP? Uh, bits and pieces. Oh, my Man, God. Man, that dude. show. I, the first two seasons are brutal, and I didn't enjoy them at all. I just kept watching because people told me that it gets so good. The first two seasons, I was just depressed when I would watch it. I would literally like watch an episode and be like, I feel like garbage now. I don't even want to do anything. I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> just, you know, lifeless. They're fascinating, but, though. Boy, those, those last three seasons, man. Once he meets Gus, then everything goes into turbo drive. And, boy, that sure gets cool. Yeah, you should do yourself a favor and yeah, watch no, that. No, actually, what, what you just said, you hit it right on the head because I know the first two seasons were pretty rough. Yeah. And I, I mean, think that's what kind of... And you could probably just watch two or three episodes of each season and wouldn't even I thought, right. actually, I, I really enjoyed the first season. I thought the second, or the first half of the second season was, was kind of weak. And then I feel like really picks up steam mm-hmm. at the end of the second season, and then from there on out, it is amazing. Amazing, and it's not that I think like, like the writing is bad or anything like that. I just like it just made me feel so depressed. Right, right. Yeah. So I mean, I would say that probably means it was good writing, yeah. right? Because it would make me feel that way. So, should we wrap it up? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. That you're ready yeah. to go? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to go, but I mean, I'm just I'm ready. I don't want to get too long winded, you know. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well, we do appreciate everybody for uh, tuning in. We got about an hour show here, so that's about kind of our what we aim for. Uh, I will have this up here pretty soon. And, again, I will try and get a Twitter uh, feed up. But you can always go to our current Twitter, which is uh, the Sports Offensive. It's under at the SPT Offensive. That's our flagship radio show or podcast. And feel free if you want to leave a topic or you want to go to Facebook or even our page or whatever or contact us any way you want. Anything you'd like us to talk about, any kind of top ten list, any things you want us to review. You know, we're open for gaming, for sci-fi, for movies, for 
Yeah, we're trying to develop a format. So yeah, uh, please give us your ideas. Whatever you like to play, whatever you like to watch, whatever you like to do, uh, all sorts of different things. So Absolutely. your ideas are welcome. And one day we'll have a uh, we'll have an alien offensive Madden league. So uh, we can <laughs> ah, and hopefully everybody's not very good at it, like him, like me. So yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody, thanks for tuning in, and have a great rest of the weekend. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.